Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. 15, and the ball game comes to a close. Michigan State over the final 13 minutes and 30 seconds outscores the Huskers 35 to 12 to take the win 80 to 67. to Smith, and Boise State is going to come back and beat number 18, San Diego State. DB, who was tapping their ring finger yesterday? I think it was Jalen Wilson. It was Jalen Wilson. And how many times do you think he tapped his ring finger after that game when KU clinched a share of the Big 12 I just was in awe of the red uniforms and... I thought it was Texas Tech at first when I flipped over I, to the game. I kind of like those. They look kind of sweet. Kind of like when Creighton goes to the powder blue. I like kind of that, yeah. that accent color that that gets prominent. That, that They look no sweet. Doubt. That That's a – I'm telling you, man, self is doing some self things. Well, I'll tell you what. This is one of my favorite times of year. When March rolls around, you get the best – basketball it's a one-and-done tournament my favorite way to operate and I love going over just the different scenarios the different hypotheticals where teams could land and we get to do that today with Shelby Mast he joins the show Shelby good morning good morning guys Shelby we're still gonna be buddies man we I've been talking to you for some years this isn't like when you know Nebraska's fan base is on you a couple years ago about a 48 net ranking it's Man, you got my Tar Heels as the first four out, man. I'm, He's not the only one. I'm, ca- I'm in my feels. <laughs> you know, Northwestern gets rid of Nance, and they get better. We get Pete Nance, and he becomes this integral part, man. Am I going to be okay, Shelby? I, I don't know. We're <laughs> in the same spot where uh, about a game ago or two games ago, Everybody had them out, including me, and they got a couple of wins, a couple of tournament, and that was eight seed, and you see what happened then. Well, they're turning some heads right now, are they not? I mean, the way that they are finally starting to pick up some rhythm this late in the season, could you see them getting out of the first four uh, out and getting to the first four in? I could. Uh, the game against Duke is a big game. Got to win that. If they don't win that, they have to win the ACC tournament. And put on about on the sun. Shelby, you've done this a long. You, 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 we still got you there, Shelby. You there? Yeah. Okay, yeah, there yeah. you go. Hey, you've done this a long time. What? How difficult? What's more difficult right now for you? The two line. Or the three line when it comes to seeds, they seem pretty interchangeable. Yeah, they really, they really are. Uh, my biggest thing for the past week been Purdue and UCLA. I, I'm just looking at their resume. Baylor has so many more quad wins. UCLA has a better record. I it's just come down to this weekend. As you look at the conferences here to Shelby, you know, the Big 12 may not have every 
team or the most amount of teams in regards to the bracket, but they sure as heck have the ones and twos, and if not the majority of the twos, if you're depending on what bracket you're looking at. You have Baylor in the ones with KU, and then you have K-State that dropped out uh, into the threes, but for the most part, they're right around that vicinity. Do you think the Big 12 is running it right now? It kind of seems that way. I mean, you're saying I, they won't have the most, and, but they'll have the highest in. And so it just seems like during the season that so we know who the best is. And it's just so, so tough. And talking with Shelby Mass, he's got bracketwag.com, man, and it is current and up to date. I'm I'm going right to the five line where I see the Creighton Blue Jays sitting there at 18 and 11, but I'm looking at the fives as comps. Creighton, Miami, who very well may be the best team in the ACC, uh, at least with some upside, and no disrespect to Duke because I am fearful of this healthy Duke bunch. But then you go with St. Mary's and Iowa State right there. When you look at the five line, it seems like some discrepancy with records, but the metrics seem to play out. Yeah, the, the, become metrics, I, I love it or hate it, lean towards hate. Everything is based on that. doesn't seem like high test is used anymore. Uh, Thrown around, but not much. Uh, everything metrics based. I, I like everybody watches day one, Shelby, and they wait for the upset. They want to. They want to know who gets the upset. And based on who you have in the lower seed set right here, Oral Roberts is a team that a lot of people are not sleeping on coming out of the summit. Colgate's another team that has been on my radar. That's your radar. And that's a team that plays defense but can also score the basketball. Charleston's been in the top 25 this year already. Out of all of the lower seeds, who do you think is going to be the one, if you had to choose, to deliver an upset? On Thursday, well, I think we'll probably, probably. I don't know if I can see that big of an upset, Frank. Mm. But I, the break is solid. Whoever comes, uh, Drake or Brad, going to get some team. Utah Valley is not. Uh, Southern Mississippi there. Uh, Hey, hey, Shelby, we're getting a little breakup. We're going to hang up and call you right back and see if we can't get a better connection. We'll call you right back. Okay. Thanks, Shelby. Hey, thanks, Shelby. Uh, I'm going to get right into it. Does it surprise you that Michigan is in as much trouble as they are? They are out right now. Yeah, and he's got them, I think, as the last four in. I saw ESPN last night having them out. And so there's a lot of discrepancy for Michigan where if you looked at this season that Juwan Howard was starting with, you have to be like, hey, I know you guys haven't been all the way healthy and, and you know, you need a healthy jet, but, man. I'll tell you Michigan what. Michigan just has not been able to get it going. I'll tell you what, DB. North Carolina flip-flopping with Michigan right now wouldn't shock me if, like, if we went through an update today. We, you know, restarted everything, filled in the blanks. Wouldn't shock me if UNC takes that spot for last four in. And Michigan falls to first four out. Nah, we got to figure out how to make sure that 
the wheels don't fall off. You're heading into ACC play. We got Shelby back, Shane. Shelby, you there? How's, how do we sound? Is that okay? I, I'm better. Hey, there we go. Yeah, that sounds there a, lot, we go. a lot better for us. We were just talking off air, Shelby. I'm surprised uh, that Michigan is in as much trouble as they are. I looked at a couple of mock brackets last night. They weren't in it. You have them kind of fighting. They're the last four in with Nevada, SC, and Arizona State. When you look at this Michigan team, how much work do they still have left to do? I think, I think they still need to win a game in the regular season, maybe one or two in the tournament. Uh, they're not safe by any stretch, but I have them in now just barely. Shelby, who do you think comes out of the Sun Belt? Uh, because, you know, Marshall's been another team that's been on my radar for a long time, and uh, – you know, now I'm starting to think maybe it's Raging Cajun country. I'm curious to know who you like coming out of the Sun Belt. Uh, Marshall's been on my radar pretty much all season, too. But Southern Miss has been playing well all year. A few slip-ups here and there. But they've won 25 games. Can't overlook that. Shelby, I know you're numbers guy. You crunch them for a living. But my eyeballs tell me Villanova is really good right now. They're not – I mean, they're trying to play for an at-large, not even in the field. I mean, they've got to make a significant run, even though they're just now starting to get healthy. Is that kind of how you see it? Yeah, that's exactly how I see it. been struggling all year. They piled up some losses, but they're getting hot at the right time. And if I put on my website last night, the Villanova is now in play. Um, I can't overlook them anymore. I better not sleep on them. They're they're coming on the teams that they, that they need to beat. Uh, I don't know if they get that large, but we win the Big East tournament. Shelby, you know, DB brought it up earlier about Miami possibly being the best team in the ACC. But if you look at the conference standings, it's Pittsburgh right now, and they've well, played a. Uh, I don't want to call it a lighter schedule, but um, I think they've taken advantage of teams when they've been at their worst, at least in the ACC this year. You have them slotted in at nine, which is that in uh, as a general public, is that doing Pittsburgh an injustice by having them at nine and having Miami so high at five? I I don't know. I, I think Miami has had a better overall year and better teams. Um, Miami took that bad loss over the weekend. There was a stinker. Uh, and Pittsburgh's got a bad loss, I think two maybe. Uh, but they just haven't played as tough schedule. And Miami is, has two fewer losses and two more wins. Uh, that's that's the main difference for me. Shelby, it's interesting because, I mean, you have to play the numbers game. But I think one of the things that has drawn the ire of the fan base, and it's always new metrics, right? You're trying to evolve and – you know, we figured out that we think the RPI is antiquated and we've got these new formulas. But the one that it seems to be driving people crazy because they don't understand the fluctuation, the whole quad thing seems to come back into discussion. When you're looking at quad one, quad two, quad three, quad fours, do you like kind of the evolution of, of using the quad system as it stands currently as a good baseline metric? It's not the worst, but I'm not sold on it. I mean, if the committee's going to look at a team, I'm going to just pick one, let's say Duke. Beat Duke when they're ranked 29, 
it's a quad one win. But later on, they lose another game and they fall to 33. Well, now it's a quad two win. You you beat Duke when they were good. When they were good. You know, that's, that should be all the battle. And I understand why they're doing this. It's a sorting tool. I, I'm not sold on that because they can't release the formula. Part of it is AI learning. And I can't, I can't get behind a computer learning how good a team is. Shelby, I'm looking at kind of the Big Ten. Andrew and I, were, we're, we've been talking about this the last couple of days. It seems like Michigan State has the most room for growth, right? They've been – they had the most things to overcome early in terms of injuries. But it, we, when we talk to national guys, they love Illinois in terms of kind of being that team. I personally like Indiana, and that's withstanding what I saw Iowa do to them last night. When you look at the Big Ten – what do you like? Is Purdue that team? Because they seem vulnerable. I don't think Purdue is. I, if, I'm, if I had to pick the winner of the national champ right now, if for me it's Indiana, despite what happened last night. Uh, everybody has a bad game, and it was a bad game for them. But they have been one of the better teams. They've got a star player who can lead that team, put them on his back, uh, that's my favorite to win it all right now. Yeah, Iowa didn't miss either. What What's the difference <laughs> yeah. between what Trace Jackson Davis does for Indiana and Zach Eady for Purdue? Is it simply about the supporting cast? I think it is. And Zach Eady, he's not completely one-dimensional, but most of his shots are within the feet of the basket. Trace Jackson Davis will step back and take a three every now and again just to keep a team honest. Zach uh, is a player I'd love to have on my team, but uh, he's a little more dimensional. We're talking to Shelby Mass, Bracketologist for USA Today and BracketWag.com at BracketWag on Twitter. Shelby, Marquette has been a team that everybody undervalued going into this season. They were pre-ranked ninth to come out of the Big East, and here they are now sitting in your rankings at a three. They are a top ten in the country. But my question to you is, do you think they've peaked too early based on the early expectations that were set on them, or do you think they have momentum going into March that maybe another team like Kentucky has right now? I, I, I kind of think they've got momentum I mean, you're right. Everybody slept on them, included. Uh, they weren't near the bracket. They they didn't register. And now, they this this year, they've done a phenomenal job. A friend of mine that says he never trusts Marquette. He's been awful quiet this year. So, <laughs> Shelby, this one's interesting because they have zero bad losses. I They're 10 and 7. Versus quad one teams, they've 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 gotten through the Chris Beard situation in Austin. They've got a big one coming up. Metrics like Texas, the net rankings like Texas. You got them firmly entrenched as the third of the two seeds. At least as I'm kind of reading the bracket. Do you like Texas? I do. They're a good team and. When Chris Beard was 
ousted. Uh, I I think everybody kind of thought they'd take a step back and take a while to regroup, and they didn't. They've got some very impressive wins. They have kept going. Uh, I just don't know if this stop before the final four. I I'll be surprised if they do, but they're they're playing very well. I've seen a lot of people, Shelby, have Houston as their winner, Alabama as their winner, and Baylor as their winner. All one seeds. Is this another year of a one seed like we saw last year with KU? Or because of how wide open the field has been all season in college basketball, do you think that it's going to be someone that isn't a one seed? I think it's going to be someone that's not a one seed. We don't have that one or two teams that are just blowing everybody away every game. Everybody's kind of even. You know, there is differential between the seed lines, but for the most part, they're pretty even. And I think it's going to make a great tournament. Uh, Shelby, I'll get you out of this. Just another Big East question. We were, ta- I was talking to our, we were talking to our Creighton beat writer the other day, and we were kind of going through teams in the Big East that have a – maybe gear is too strong of a word, but a, a little something left that we haven't seen before. And he referenced UConn and said, hey, listen, I think we forgot how good UConn was early in the season. Now the backcourt play is kind of steady. They've got some horses that they can go to. How do you like UConn in terms of – are they in that Michigan State category where they can take it up another notch, or do you think the, the body of work is what it is? I think they've done a great job. They started off the year undefeated for 14 games, I think, and they had a stretch where they lost six in a row, I think, but they have turned it around, righted the ship, uh, whatever you want to use. Uh, they, they're a tough team, and I think that is right that – People have forgot about them, um, but don't sleep on the marks. Mm. Shelby Mass, we appreciate your time this morning. Thanks so much, and hopefully we talk again soon. Glad you did, guys. Thank- Thanks, Shelby. See, that's why I love talking brackets. You get all the way up and down the charts, DB, of nearly every college basketball conference, every college basketball team, and because of the fluctuation that we've seen this year, I still have no real – grasp on what I'm going to do when I have to fill out my bracket. Yeah, and it's interesting, right? I mean, if you go to to, to, to bracketwag.com, uh, you can kind of see it. And it was last updated um, uh, this week, I think the 28th, so yesterday, um, last night. There's a couple of little surprises. You know, West Virginia, um, who I, you know, I just was talking about them last week against uh, who'd they get blown out by? Was it Okie State? Like, ah, they were kind of in I this like one early. I like Oklahoma State. They just – I See, I don't. <laughs> they're just a team that when things are going wrong, they are going wrong. Uh, like, they can't find it. They can't buy a bucket. They can't defend. But when things are going right, I'm like, man, this team could upset anyone. So, of the power conferences that are supposed to be good, you realize that the Big 12 is the one I feel like I have the least handle on. Because it's it's hard for me to look at like TCU. I mean, I like K State because I mean they got a bona fide bucket getter, and I think they've won like three in a row. I don't love Iowa State. They're not. They're trending in the wrong direction. Um, and I certainly don't know how to. How many in a row has Okie State lost? Four or five? Like I don't know. Not good. Even though they had that comeback outside of like Kansas, Baylor, and Texas. I don't know 
how good I think how I don't know how good I think the Big Twelve is. Now I do tell you the team that would scare me that doesn't get a lot of national run in the Big Twelve is Kansas State. Yeah. Because uh, they do have a bona fide bucket getter. And we can debate whether he should have been in Lincoln or not. We won't get into that. But that team does scare me a little bit. I just don't feel like I have a good handle on the middle of that pack. That's the same with me with UCLA. I just see, I, see, I like – you know me. I'm And I like UCLA, and I, I've liked I them like, from the very beginning. I like UCLA. But going back to just the point you just made, how good is the Pac-12? And I get it, especially with teams like SC on the bubble and Arizona State. Right, it's like Arizona State just went into Tucson and won, um, and you know Arizona has some of those head scratching losses, but they're a juggernaut offensively, no doubt. So, you know what? I like UCLA because I, I think they're athletic enough on the wing, they're good in the backcourt, and Jaime Jaquez has been there and done that. Right? I talked about Tiger Campbell. He's found a way to take some minutes off his legs. I think he'll be good for the stretch run, and I think this is a team. Because of the last couple of years, and this happens sometimes, and basketball affords you this luxury. They kind of just go through the motions because they've been there and done that for a couple of years in a row. And I think they're waiting to step on the gas. Now, we'll see if that bites them in the bunda. But they just strike me as this team that's just getting by but is capable because they have all the pieces. Jaime Jaquez strikes me as a Drew Timmy lookalike on the floor. Somebody that plays the guard position but plays bigger as he gets into the lane. He may not be the fastest mm -hmm. as he gets to the rack, but he's he is a true scorer, and he's somebody that that offense runs through. Uh, if you gave me two teams to pick, I, and I, I'm kicking myself for doing it because – they're everything that I'm uh, that I don't like is I'm I'm not sure on their their toughness, but I like UCLA and I like Gonzaga. Drives me crazy to pick two West Coast teams, kind of off-ball teams. But I like you know if he's you know for two if I gave you two picks, mm -hmm. okay, so one for margin of error. Like what two teams are you taking? I would take Alabama. God, so is everybody. I don't um, trust them. But I also like Baylor a lot, too. But I'm not going to take both one seeds because I think that – See, I, Baylor's I, another team I don't really trust. See, the way that just they play and They shoot so many threes. Yeah, but they make up for a lot of their mistakes on defense. Um, I like Bama. I mean, who doesn't like how well Brandon Miller's been playing despite everything that's been going on on the uh, – on the back end away from basketball. Uh, another team I really like, and I've kind of rode this for a while, but it's Texas A&M. A&M's uh. a team that, you know, has kind of just been doing enough to get by right now, but I think they have more to give. Do you remember a month and a half ago, the team in the Big Ten that I said I was captivated by the most, but I'm not sure. Illinois. No. It was Iowa. And they went through this lull. I'm like, God, I have no idea who they are because they won't defend. And now they're back to this miracle comeback against Michigan State, down 11 with 59 seconds to play. It was the stare down. And then they annihilate the folks in Bloomington. They're probably a 7 or an 8. They're interesting, too, at 19 and 11. I feel 11. like the last time we talked to Brian Edwards, though, you were in on Illinois, especially because – Everybody else is in on Illinois. They're okay. 
Hey, we'll change gears. We'll talk combine next.